You guys are in for a treat today. On this episode, we're talking with the most interesting man in real estate, without a doubt, no competition, Mr. Jimmy Rex. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 160 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome, and we have one hell of an interview for you today with Jimmy Rex. First off, his name is fantastic. I mean, how nice would that be to brand yourself as, you know, with, with a name like Jimmy Rex? It's just an easy to remember name. So, you know, he, he was set up for success from the get with, with a name like that. But um, you'll see very soon why I say Jimmy Rex is the most interesting man in real estate. He has done so much and he uses his real estate career as one of the top two or three agents in all of Utah uh, as really his his launching pad to do some of the coolest shit ever. If you guys follow Jimmy Rex on Instagram, which I highly recommend, at Mr. Jimmy Rex, um, You'll see that like he spent New Year's in Dubai. He you'll see photos in front of the Taj Mahal. He's gone on operations with um, Operation Underground Railroad to uh, to free you know uh, kids who are caught up in child trafficking and sex trafficking. Um, he's he's had a hand in saving over a hundred kids on these operations, which is super cool. He's an early early investor in Nikola Motors, which went public earlier this year uh, and was worth as much as $30 billion at one point. He's an author of You End Up Where You're Heading, a book that I read earlier this year and think is fantastic. He flips homes. Uh, he has rental properties. He owns restaurants. He throws pool parties that Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz just randomly shows up to. And he and his team still sell about a, about 300 homes a year. Uh, absolutely killing it, travels all over the world all the time and just does really cool stuff. Uh, I heard about Jimmy uh, early on in my career when um, I heard that there was an agent down in Utah County, which is one county south of Salt Lake. So there's Salt Lake and then south is Utah County where Provo is and, and Orem. There was an agent down there who was, uh, he'd have a bunch of clients come to these appreciation parties and they would drop uh, Easter eggs out of uh, out of helicopters, and they'd give away bikes and TVs, and you know all you can eat, and anyone's invited, and you know these these big huge parties, and we're like, wait a minute, he's doing what? And uh, and he's been doing it for many 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 years, and he talks about that in this episode. It's super interesting, so uh, stay tuned for that. If you guys are brand new to this show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Real Estate and Mortgage Podcast Network. I am the uh, founder of the Massive Agent Daily and Massive Agent Society and uh, a speaker on all things real estate, marketing, social media, uh, lead generation, and such. Before we jump into the interview with Jimmy Rex, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to do something cool. I've been thinking about today. It's just kind of spur of the moment. I haven't done this in a while. Um, so the Massive Agent Society is a couple years old now. Uh, and it is our coaching program where we give you, if 
a database of Facebook ads that are proven to work. You can copy and paste them. You can get your ads set up tonight and start getting leads. And then we give you all the drip campaigns to follow up with the leads so you can convert them. We tell you exactly what to say, when to say it, how to do it. It's everything you need plus ongoing coaching and mentoring to hold your hand through you know any future campaigns you want to set up or you have an idea to promote a new listing and you're like, hmm, what do I do? Well, just ask us and we'll you know get on a, a Zoom through our coaching calls and we'll help you do it. Uh, it's everything you need to be a great uh, lead generator. Okay, What's so important as a real estate agent, any business person, but real estate agents especially, you have to be able to control your ability to get new leads. If you don't have control over new leads, you can't survive for long because you're relying on somebody else. Maybe that's a team leader or a broker or Zillow or some super expensive source. But if you know how to generate your own leads and you can kind of control the cost and, and who, you're, who you're reaching and all that, you can absolutely crush it and build a career off of it. One of our members in the Charlotte area in seven months racked up 5,000 leads. Okay, 5,000 leads. Some of these were averaging about a dollar a piece. And, and he said that he's just right now, you know, seven, eight months later, starting to close a lot of them. A lot of them are starting to turn into closings. He's closed a bunch already, but, uh, you know, he said that it's one of the best investments he's made. If you guys are hearing this first thing when this episode comes out, go check my Instagram story and check out the screenshot of, you know, him showing his Facebook dashboard with all the leads coming in over the last seven months. It's crazy. So, and he just copied one of our ads from our database. He copied the homes with acreage ad verbatim, and it's obviously doing quite well. So if you think 5,000 leads could change your business, uh, you really need to check out the Massive Agent Society. Now, normally it's, you know, $2.99 a month or $2,000 for a year or $3,000 for a lifetime one-time payment membership, all right? But I'm feeling kind of crazy, feeling kind of weird, and all day today I'm like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a discount. I haven't talked about the society much in the last couple months. Haven't really done a sale since the fall. And 2020 is starting off as an absolute shit show, um, you know, within society and politically and everything. It's crazy. So you guys need a little, a little boost, a little help, right? So I'm trying to decide, should I give you $500 off a lifetime membership or no, we'll do $1,000 off. So how about that? So for the, so for the next week, for seven days, if you use the discount code HELP2021, HELP2021 is the discount code you put into checkout for a lifetime membership, which means you pay once, you're a member forever, you get everything. There, it even includes a, a 30-minute Facebook page audit with me one-on-one uh, where we'll audit your page and help you get your, your Facebook page dialed in. Um, you just pay once and you're in, okay? So get that for the next week massiveagentsociety.com help 2021 is the discount code and you're going to get a thousand dollars off. So that makes a lifetime membership for the same price as an annual membership of one ninety nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine is probably the more accurate way to say it, but, uh, get it while you can guys. It's not going to last long. Um, go get it. And, uh, the exact ad that, that got Wayne and numerous other society members, thousands and thousands of leads, you guys can copy and paste and have it running by tonight. All you have to do is uh, is get started. So hope to see you there at massiveagentsociety.com and use one more time, discount code HELP2021, get $1,000 off a lifetime membership.
All right, let's get into the interview with the most interesting man in real estate, far more interesting than, you know, the, the Dos Equis guy, the, the most interesting man in the world. Jimmy Rex is far more interesting. Um, so if you've been watching his Instagram over the last few years, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, he he's also an amazing agent that's built a hell of a real estate business. And he shares some absolute gems today, absolute gold. And so uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Um, and if nothing else, I, I really want you to, especially if you guys are new, if you're new to the industry or, or you're about to get into real estate, beginning with the end in mind, like knowing what you can do with a successful real estate business and how you can structure it and what it makes possible and, and you know, give you permission to kind of think bigger rather than just like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go show homes myself and make offers myself and, you know, go from selling 20 homes this year to 25 next year. Well, there's so much more you can do. Okay. If that, if that's, if that makes you happy, awesome. But I think most people are looking to do something much bigger and have a lifestyle that they love versus just an income that they love. Income is just part of it, guys. Okay. Income is part of lifestyle, but do you have the lifestyle that you want or are you trading that for an income? Jimmy's somebody that doesn't settle and hasn't traded shit. Okay. He has exactly what he wants. So let's get into the interview with Jimmy Rex with Keller Williams in Orem, Utah. All right, guys, I'm here with Jimmy Rex, who I believe is the most interesting man in real estate. And we'll talk about that today. Jimmy Rex, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast, my friend. How's it going? Dude, good to be here, Dustin. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Uh, so you are in my market a little bit. You're you're down south, Utah County, a little bit more, and I'm up in Salt Lake. But um, I've I remember seeing you, or at least some of your signs, when I first got into the business ten years ago. There were short sales and REOs everywhere. Like that was the inventory, complete opposite of what it is today. And I remember um, you got on my radar because uh, my broker Randall Wall and um, Josh Christensen, another investor I worked with. I, they're like, you know about this guy down south that throws these giant parties, like helicopters dropping Easter eggs and like, you know, giving out TVs and bikes. And I was like, well, I gave a $50 gift card, you know, like <laughs> that's interesting. And so I just started to to pay attention because you're doing, you're doing things so differently than other agents. And then I started to realize, wait, you're, you're traveling all the time. How are you even selling real estate? So um, I want to talk about that. Like you seem to be somebody who really embodies creating a lifestyle and living life on your terms and using your real estate career as kind of your launching pad or your stepping stone, right? Um, how yeah. you, let's start with, you know, first off, when, when did you start in real estate? What did the industry look like? And then how did you get to the point where you're like, I can do whatever I want. I can, I can live a life that I want. Yeah. So I, I'll kind of, kind of go through my story, kind of some answers, those questions and things, but so long story short, when, uh, I got my license was in 2005. And when I got in the business, I was just a hustler. I was ready to go. I was ready to work. And the brokerage that I joined didn't really have very good coaching or training. If I'm being honest, they did a lot of cool things, but they weren't used to having a new agent come on, which I can appreciate now being in the business 15 years. Right. Um, but so I kind of started looking around trying to find where I was going to get training from. And I ran across Mike Ferry. And so early on in my career, I became a Mike Ferry guy. And I went my first six months in the business. I think I sold like three houses. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I hired Mike. And I just said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it a hundred percent. And I remember when I went to the first seminar that Mike's people were teaching. And if you have coaching, if you're doing coaching, you wear this little placard around your neck that says you're in coaching. I went up to these uh, three or four people, they were at Jamba Juice. It was at the Marriott downtown. 
And I was like, Hey, are you, are you guys are in coaching? Does this stuff work? And they're like, Oh yeah, it all works. And I was like, well, how many deals do you guys sell? And they were also on like 30 or 40 deals a year, which was a good business. And I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, well, you know, like how, what percent of it do you use? And they all laughed. Like I was the idiot. And they're like, well, we use like 25% of it. And I literally looked at him and I'm like, well, if it all works, why don't you just use a hundred percent of it? And they're like, well, it's really hard. And I was kind of like, this is dumb. I'm just gonna do hundred percent. So I signed up for the coaching <laughs> and I went all in hundred percent. And by the end of that full first year, I'd sold 60 houses. Um, and so my second six months, I sold like over 50 homes. My second year, I sold 98 homes with one assistant and was one of the two salesmen, uh, finals for salesmen on the board of realtors, whatever salesperson of the year. And it was going great. And I was doing the Mike Ferry thing. I was grinding. So every day I'd get in the office before eight and practice my scripts, role play from eight to 11. I'd prospect from 11 to one, I'd go on appointments, then go back to prospecting, lead follow-up and then go on appointments. And I was crushing it, I thought, but I was getting burned out quick. I mean, you can only do that for so long. So when 2007, 2008, 2009 hit, it was brutal. Like those that have been in the industry long enough know, but if you haven't, I mean, every single person you talked to was upside down. Everybody you talked to to buy a home, you had to tell them it was going to lose 20%. It was, I mean, you didn't know where the next deal was coming from. You were just hoping something would fall in your lap. And I remember I met with my coach, Bill Pipes, who was the original person I met through Mike Ferry. And uh, Bill trained some of the top agents around the country. And I sat down with him. This was at the end of 2009. I was like, dude, I, I'd only been a couple of years. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm freaking burned out already. Like, I, I want to do something else. And uh, he said, well, why'd you get into real estate? And so I got into real estate because I thought this would be a career that gave me flexibility and freedom and time and be able to cool, you know, travel and do cool events and, cl and client parties, all these different things with my friends. He's like, well, then let's just do that. Because I'm like, I haven't had a vacation in three years over like a day and a half. I haven't. He's like, well, let's build your business around that. So we set up this strategy that basically said, all right, I'm just going to pick all the people that have the most money. I'm going to network to figure out who they are and be around them. And then I'm going to spoil the shit out of my clients and friends. I'm just going to do parties. I'm going to do events. I'm going to go out and network every night. And so that's what I set up. And over the next several years, I mean, that year, I think I doubled my business and it just kept going until, you know, a couple of years ago, we sold 375 homes in one year. My team did last year. I think I did 290 um, working very, you know, part time and different things like that. And so we just set up this system where we basically spoil our clients and we just make sure they know that we're the top experts in the business. Um, and you can do that these days between social media, client events, uh, vacations with people, all this fun stuff. So all these fun things I do like this weekend, I'll just give you one example real quick. I rented out a cabin up in Sundance. My buddy's dating this girl in Vegas. She brought up five of her friends. Me, I called four of my buddies. One of the buddies that was there, he's like, Hey, I've been meaning to talk to you. I want to buy a couple of investment properties. Um, he's like, do you want to get me a few this week? And I'm like, yeah, no deal. So I'll sell that guy two homes this week. Well, he and I only had that conversation because I threw that event. Right. Mm. And like Wednesday night, last Wednesday, I did this dinner, um, like a networking dinner type thing, kind of like a charity thing. I had 28 people show up. And uh, one of the dudes that was there at the dinner says to me, he's like, hey, I really want to buy a property. Can you help me? So me and him have already met. He's buying a place. Um, the lady whose restaurant we went to, she actually came up to me later and she was like, hey, um, I actually need to sell my house. My husband was going to use this other person, but I want to use you. I was like, sounds great. So I'm listing her home tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's like all these things I do create business. And so I have the exact life I would be living if I wasn't doing real estate, but just having a blast. And in between, I just talk real estate and I help people. 
And so it's really a fun way to do business. And so when people see me traveling or they see me playing all the time, yes, I am. But that's in lieu of prospecting three to four hours every morning and lead follow-up two hours every afternoon. And so like I put one post up on Instagram a few weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I just showed a couple of properties. I just bought their investment properties. And then I said, hey, who else wants to buy investment properties this year? I'm willing to do a free strategy call to go over this with you. I had 82 people hit me up off one post off Instagram. I've been calling up on leads for like the last week. And like every single one of these people is pre-qualified. Like they, they already reached out to me and I've got appointments set up for the entire next couple of weeks, all from using social media. And I get these people to follow me on social media through the very things I'm doing to have the lifestyle that I want. And so it all kind of comes together and it creates a really fun way to do real estate. I always say there's a lot of realtors that sell more homes than me that nobody's having more fun doing it than I am. I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Back to when you first kind of made that mental switch and you're like, I'm just going to start having fun. I'm going to start, you know, spoiling my clients. I'm going to start doing parties and just networking like crazy. You, you know, now it, I think you, you'd agree, you know, you have a reputation, you, you've kind of built a name for yourself and, uh, you know, have some credibility back then you had to kind of build that. Um, what would you, what would you say to somebody that's like, you know what, like, th thank you. I've never really got, I've never been given permission to structure my life and my business in a way that, that I want. Thank you. But where do I start? Like, I don't have 50K to go do a, a client appreciation party. Um, if someone was just about to start doing that, what would you say to them? Yeah. So you, it's, you, you have what you have, either you have time, money, or creativity and what you mm. don't have like makes up for what you, or what you do have makes up for what you don't. So I'll give you an example. When I first started doing all these events, I would just get multiple sponsors for each event. So if I rented out a movie theater, I'd get three sponsors. I'd get one that was a lender. One was a guy owned a car dealership and one guy owned a like an insurance office. I said, guys, you'll get all the business from my clients. All three of them are like, done, we'll pay a third. It was free for me. I wasn't paying anything. Even my firework event where I have 5,000 people come every year, like, yeah, we end up spending about 50 grand, but I split that four ways almost every time. I'm into that thing less than 10 grand and people think it's like a $200,000 firework show. Um, you That's know, so like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I literally spent, I think this year I spent 14 grand out of pocket. Like I made awesome. that up in an hour after that event was over, you know? Um, right. And so all these little things that I do, like if you don't have money, spend the time. Like I, what I, one of the things that I do a lot is I connect good people. So I'll throw an event or a party or, a, um, like a vacation. So for example, I bought a houseboat back in 2013 at Lake Powell for the sole purpose of like inviting all my people down to meet each other, like friends and people I've met. And so I have people that are lifelong friends that met at Lake Powell, buddies that met their wives there, you know, women that met their husbands there and all these different things. And so I just created an environment where people could get together and I became the linchpin of that. So like, for example, if I'm doing a Lake Powell trip, my cost total into this trip for, to do it right, have the house, but everything else is maybe 10 grand a trip. Well, if you have three, 30 people coming, you just divide it up 400 bucks per guy, hundred bucks a girl or whatever it needs to be to break even. I never made money. I usually lost like a thousand or two, but like if you're losing a thousand dollars and you've put this great trip together, so you don't have to be somewhere already. And like, you don't have to start huge. My first fireworks show had 75 people year three. I still was under 200 people there. And then all of a sudden it just doubled every year until now it's, you know, like the city called me to see if I'd be willing to partner. so they don't have to spend their entire budget on this thing. And so it's just building it up. Like wherever you're at, that's fine. Um, just wherever you're at, start working from there. So 
you know, put stuff together. It's not that hard to put together events. You just have to do the work if you don't have the money to do it. I think, uh, you know, you've done this so well, you've made a, a, you've changed the way you think because so many agents, I'd say the vast majority, they think they have to tell everyone, Hey, I'm an agent. I'm the best. You got to work with me. Let me convince you why, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look at my stats. You don't do that. No, you know, like it, maybe what one out of a hundred posts, you're like, you know, we had a great year. Here's what that looks like. <laughs> um, you, you don't do that. So, uh, let's talk more about uh, making that mental switch. Cause I think there's still going to be people that are like, okay, well, if I throw a party, what if it doesn't work or, you know, sure. Um, well here, and here's the honest truth doesn't, you have to do all this stuff with the intent that if I get nothing out of this, mm-hmm. that's okay. Like you really have to be there. Like I don't do this with an expectation of needing something in return. I know what's going to happen if I take care of people. If I make everybody around me's life better, they're going to want to be around me. They're going to want to do business with me. And so all this truly is done without needing anything in return. And people feel that. You've sensed that. That's what you were just saying, basically. Totally. And so I have to remind people I'm an agent. And I do that through educating them. So I do a lot of posts that educate. Like, here's how you get this kind of loan. Here's why you should buy an investment property. Here's me. And all of a sudden, they're like, man, not only is this guy super like cool and like does a lot of stuff for others, um, he's really smart about real estate. And then naturally, they're just going to want to work with you. It's the difference between... And one of my mentors said it really well. He said, look, if there's a bonfire and you got all these people and you keep running logs that are on fire to each person, handing them a log to stay warm, it's not going to, A, you're going to get really tired and B, you're not really going to do much to help them get warm. If you just build a giant ass fire and invite everybody to come get warm at the fire, then you're going to pull those people to you. And so he's like, build this fire, build, um, you know, this just environment where people benefit from it, make people's lives better. And you truly don't have to worry about where the next deal is coming from. If you help enough other people get what they want, you will get what you want. And that's kind of the mentality that I have. And as far as like the social media stuff goes, is I, I have some friends that have done excellent, really well with social media. My friend, the first one that ever taught me was Garrett G. He's um, got a thing called the bucket list family, mm. close friend of mine. And he taught me how to kind of do the social media in a way where people just want to follow your journey. They want to be a part of what you're doing. They want to see your life. Um, it's what they do really well. And then I have another friend, her name's Charlie Jordan, and she's an Instagram model. Um, I don't know, four or 5 million followers now. And she taught me like how to make it so that people want to follow your page so that you can actually gain followers doing different things that you do. And when you do that, you actually put a lot of time and attention to it. These people kind of feel like they know you. They feel like they're a part of your journey. And so I'll give you one example. There's a guy from Michigan. I literally had never met this dude. I don't even know how he came across me originally. Somehow found my podcast and he had been following this thing and he started, he got my phone number. I mean, I'm pretty easy to find you Google me or whatever. And he started sending me text messages like every morning, just these positive uplifting messages. He's like, man, I get your daily motivation videos. I love them. I share them with my kids. I want to share some stuff with you. So this dude, like every morning when he starts texting me, I just text him back, thanks or whatever, you know, and, and he was coming out to Utah uh, about a month and a half ago, a month ago. He's like, Hey, I'm coming to Deer Valley. I have a house out there. I want to bring my kids and go skiing. Would you come skiing with us one day? And I'm like, yeah, sounds good. And this dude, like every single time we go up on the chairlift, he's telling his kids, Hey, Jimmy, tell me about the time when you were in high school and blah, blah, blah. And this guy knew like my whole life was freaking hilarious, but I loved it. And this dude like feels this attachment to me. Cause he's been following my journey. He's been following all the material, the content I'm putting out. He's like the best dude I've ever met. I was like, how cool is that? Like I would have never found this guy. And I've like actually had an influence on his kids, which was really cool. 
And he's like, and you know what? I, I don't know. I might do a real estate deal with him. I might not one day, but at the end of the day, that's the kind of people that are following me that I don't even know, or I won't even meet them. Um, in fact, I was at lunch today, just before this podcast. And as an investor dude, he's got $400,000 and he wants to buy a bunch of investment properties. And I was talking, he asked me about another kind of like real estate influencer guy that does some, um, he does some in, uh, in investing stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's one of the reasons I did the podcast with him so that people would find my, you know, find me through when they search for him. He goes, well, I actually heard of him through following you. I've been following you for two years. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's a dude I've never met. Um, he only started following me because he watches my podcast or listens to my podcast. And so it's like, it's this all encompassing thing where you let people come along for the journey and they feel like they're a part of it. And people want to be a part of a journey. They want to follow. They want to be able to cheer for you. They want to be able to see your highs and lows. And I do share when I do things wrong. That's one thing that people like about me is I'm willing to just be like, oh yeah, I totally screwed that up. And that's okay. Like I'm pretty real on there. Um, and so people feel like they're getting the real me. And that just adds to the trust factor. And again, we do business with people we know, like, and trust. So that's kind of the strategy side of it. Um, I just follow copy other people that are much smarter than me that taught me how to do that essentially. Has this, you know, sharing your life, letting people get a glimpse of who you are and, and, you know, you obviously enjoy people. Otherwise you wouldn't throw parties and do these big cool events and, and have such a large group of friends. Has that, has that always been natural to you or is it something that you've had to work on? Um, both like a little bit natural, but it sure beats calling for sell by owners for four hours every morning, you know? So like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've just, it's, it's the process of just loving people, man. Like I'm curious about life. I, I really am. I, I, I love characters. I've always been attracted to like random people, just people that you're like, how did my world and his collide? Like, this is hilarious. Like, um, so I'm just always curious about people. I don't think you have to love being social. I think you have to be curious about other people, curious about the world, um, willing to listen to other people and, and kind of get ideas, that stuff. But um, a lot of people are introverts and maybe this isn't the right necessary. It doesn't sound like some, they're like, kill me before I would throw these parties. But it's because you're still thinking about yourself. When you're caught up in yourself, you get, um, it paralyzes you to do things. Like when I started the podcast for like six months, I was all worried about how I would look. What if I said something stupid? What if I said something, come back to haunt me? What if my guests are dumb? What if like, whatever, what if this thing is a bomb? And then all of a sudden I'm like, Jimmy, do this with the intent that if only one person listens to it, you'll be glad you did it. Just do it because it'll be fun. I got out of my own way. I started thinking about other people and all of a sudden it took off and I go back and listen to some of those first episodes. Oh my gosh, some of them were just awful, but there's so much beauty and I was going to delete them because they were so bad. And I'm like, no, there's beauty in that. Like that's the journey, right? And um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says it all the time. He's like, He's like, the biggest problem people have is just getting started. You're going to suck when you start out. Like, how sad would it be if Michael Jordan, the first time he went out to play basketball, people laughed at his shooting and he stopped. Like, you're just right. not going to be that good at it. And you kind of got to, it really is as easy as like getting out of your own way. Like, just don't worry about failing. Don't worry. Like one, that's one of the things that people say to me the most. So I do the thing I, like this one guy said to me a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I don't even like you but I respect you because you always do what you want to do. Like you don't, you honestly don't care what other people think. And I'm like, no, why would I care what other people think? I'm having a blast over here, but you have to get to that spot where you're going to do it regardless. And, you know, and I think that's attractive to people because there's so many people that are caught in their own way. Um, and they kind of can appreciate people that get out of their own way. And so they kind of are like, gosh, like they're kind of drawn to it. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like, what do you have to lose? Just go for it. Like, that's my whole thing. I just think it's, I think it's such a fun way to live is just truly do what you want to do. 
I love it, man. Be, something that I've really learned these last two or three years is it, with a real estate career, you can do anything. You can structure your business exactly the way you want. Like I used to think I wanted to run a big team, but I, I, I don't want to manage people. Like I don't want to do Same. any of that. So I chose the brokerage I'm with, so I don't have to manage them, but I can still have a team, right? I can still have partners. And so that, that aligns with me. I might leave money on the table here or there, but I don't care because it fits the lifestyle I want. And I, I, I'm so glad that you're sharing this because agents listening, you guys can structure your life and your business however you want. Start with the goal, start with the lifestyle you want and then reverse engineer it. And Jimmy has a great blueprint. Just watch his Instagram feed. Um, it's incredible. I want to uh, switch gears here just a little bit. So when you you know you had a bunch of success after you you started coaching, you started implementing what you learned. When did you really start leveraging you know other people's time and start growing into a team to where it allowed you the ability to not just do more deals, but to travel if you want to, or you know uh, invest in things or launch other businesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And one, one of the things about my team, I'm just like you, I don't like to manage people either. And so I've mm -hmm. tried, I tried doing the big team thing. When I first got into real estate, I had like seven, eight people on my team. And we were, this was like 2006, 2007. And then all of a sudden the market tanked and nobody's making any money and everyone's depressed. I'm like, this sucks. So I shortened it up, you know, it was me and my brother and two assistants. And then, you know, and it's kind of was that for a long time. And then I realized um, I tried to bring different people on my team and I wasn't the best trainer because I was already so far advanced into my career. It was hard for them to see what I used to do. They were kind of seeing what I did now. Right. Um, and so honestly, my team's only grown the last little bit because the most talented people have reached out to me to be a part of it. So I got a guy on my team now that handles all of our investing. I want to be more versatile. So like I work with a lot of like buyers and sellers, but a lot of luxury stuff. And then I kind of am the front man for everything. I needed somebody on the back end that's really good with numbers and performance and finding investment properties. And so I had this guy come that wanted to be a part of my team, my buddy Tyler. And he's like the sharpest dude I know. I'm like, wait, like he would be the perfect guy for this. So last year alone on my team, Tyler, and he's got his assistants and stuff now, but Tyler did a couple hundred deals, like investment deals. And I sent him probably 80 or 90 investors that closed a house. And so I didn't have to do any of that work with those investors. I just had to get the relationship. And then I knew Tyra would be able to take care of them better than me. So my job, like when I travel, for example, all I have to do is make sure that I'm staying in touch with people and I have people in place that take care of their So Chris, who is kind of the manager of my real estate team, he shows homes for me. He's, um, he's so much better than me at like managing the deal and the process and everything else. So once I have a client and I've done the like front work, Chris can take it and run with it. Like if I get a listing, um, it's very little work from that point on for me to have to do. My team is doing it. I've put the people in place so that they do it better than me. And I pay them very well. Like my team, when people meet my team, the only they say the same thing every time. They're like, man, I got to find me a Chris. I got to find me a Dale. I got to find me a Tyler. It's like, you don't just find those people. Like, um, and I'm very, very generous with compensating. Like between the three people on my three main people on my team last year, they made over a million and a half bucks. Like my team is very highly compensated. They do very well. I'm very generous with the splits. Like I noticed early in the industry, all these people were building teams and talking about how to do it. And everyone kept leaving all their teams. I'm like, well, if you guys are so good at this, why does nobody ever stay on your damn team? It's because yep. they weren't paying them fair. It's like, of course, somebody sharp's going to leave. And so I just set it up in a way. And it was funny because 
I did this years ago, set up my team in a way that's like overly fair to the agents where they're never going to need to leave. They make more money by being on the team as they would without, even if they bring their own deals and all that kind of stuff. And it was funny because Gary Keller last November, he kind of has all the top at Keller Williams. He has all the top, like whatever, 150 agents in Keller Williams come once every several months. And I got to go to that being one of the top agents in Keller Williams International. And he mentioned at that conference this like new way of doing it. He's like, if you want to keep a good buyer's agent, you can't make any money off the deals they bring in. At max, you probably can take 30%. If you're taking more than that on their own deals, they're going to leave your team. And I was like, thank you, Gary. I've been doing this for years. You know, I was like ahead of that. And so that's why my team members don't leave because I've been more fair than these models that are frankly outdated and don't work anymore. So yeah. anyway, I just compensate people well, make sure that they enjoy the environment. Like every day is a gift for us to go to work because we just have a great vibe. Everybody's making money. Everybody's doing well. Um, like my buddy Tyler came in the other day, I was interviewing a new girl that, um, she reached out to me to kind of want to be on my real estate team. And as I'm sitting there, she was shadowing me for that day. And in that one day we closed eight deals or we put eight deals in her contract and she's just sitting there like, this is the most amazing job ever. And I'm like, listen, this isn't kind of how it normally goes. <laughs> like, this is a pretty exceptional day. Like, a normal day is not putting eight deals in a country. She's like, I just love the energy here. You guys are just, everybody's so excited and happy. You guys are just closing deals and talking to people. Everyone wants to talk to you that you call. It's like, these are warm leads. It's just a fun way to do real estate. It, what you mentioned there about, you know, just paying your people so well and creating a great culture with compensation as part of, of course, because you can retain the culture. Right. That's That's so different then you know these revolving door teams that you know we we all we all know that their names right off the, the top of our heads and uh but those that really have the lifestyle like the, the team leaders that have the lifestyle that they want they pay their people very well you know they they pay their compensation is a lot higher than what the, tr the model or the red book um says to do but they have the lifestyle they want so i think that you know the proof's in the pudding and you're you're obviously part of that and that's really interesting to hear you say that you don't necessarily manage your people. You just, you know, you attract and retain great people that don't need management. So um, I imagine that that takes a lot of stress off you. So you're not constantly hiring and yeah, like if I give, if I give, I hate hiring. I hate firing. Like I hate both those things. So I just don't like to do it. But if I give a lead to somebody on my team, it's done. Like I don't have to follow mm -hmm. up again. Like I just the guy I just met for lunch that has the four hundred grand. Um, I called my brother as soon as I left. I'm like, Hey, I got a new investor. This guy's got 400 grand. He wants to buy four places this year. Here's his info. Put him on a text together. That thing's done. Like I won't need to touch it again. That dude's going to close four deals and I'll split each one of them with my brother 50, 50 on that, you know? And so like, I don't have to follow up with everyone. I don't have to make sure I've always said, like, I don't want to talk agents into going to work every day. I, I can't talk you into just doing your job. There's a basic thing that you need to be able to do here in order to be a part of our team. And if it's not, if you don't want it more than I can't want it more than you want it for yourself. Like if you don't want to be great at this, it's just not going to be a fit. Yes. Um, I love that, man. Thank you for sharing that. What are some of the, what are some of the funnest things that have come from you know, th this lifestyle you've built, what are some of the things that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have thought were possible that you've been doing lately? What, what are some of those things that you're like, wow, um, I can't believe that I've been able to do this? Oh man, uh, everything I do basically, but I've been to 71 countries now. Um, been Damn. able to literally go everywhere I want to go. I went on a trip last year at this time with the girl I was dating. We went to 12 countries over several weeks. And, um, I've been able to be a part of, uh, a couple of 
uh, charity groups that go undercover and help rescue kids that are being sex trafficked. I've been on 11 of those ops now and helped rescue over 100 kids. I've been able to go to every sporting event I've ever wanted to go to. Like my team's the Cleveland Indians and they made the World Series in 2016. And I'd been kind of waiting for them to get back where it would matter. And I was able to go to every single game, either front row or second row, like just totally broke the bank, but it was the best 10 days ever. They ended up losing in extra innings of game seven, but I was sitting on the front row for it and um, just had these experiences. I was able to, even more than what I'm able to do for myself, what I'm able to do for other people. Like last year, I was able to take my entire family, 37 of us on a dream vacation. I paid for everybody to fly to Orlando, uh, excuse me, to Miami and go on a Disney cruise um, to the Bahamas. Like that's something that happened right before coronavirus. Like that's a memory that we all got to have. And, and it's something that, you know, you can't get those things back. Um, I was able to, uh, you know, like when it's the little things that people aren't seeing too, like when you're able to help a friend in need or kind of do some of these little things where, you know, somebody's hurt and you're able to help them out in some way, like all those little things that, you know, maybe you're not sharing, but those are the little things that like just make life fun every single day. And so I don't know, man. I've been, you know, it's given me time to do my podcast, to write the book, um, to do a lot of these other things that seem to be helping people in in one way or another. And we just we live in a time, we live in a world where there's so much negativity. And so, like, if I can help the frequency of the universe go up just a little bit, if I can help the vibes that are going out elevate that much, um, then I'm all on board for that. And so, uh, you know, it's just being able to be something that people can count on too. Like, there's it's you know, and everybody in their life is scared to death. And, um, I look at all my like nieces and nephews. So I'll give you one example. It's kind of a cute story, but, um, uh, my little nephew, James, he's named after me. Um, a couple of years ago for Christmas, I would always tell my nieces and nephews, whatever they want for Christmas, I'd get for him. And, uh, and he's like six at the time, I think. And he writes this, uh, he tells everybody he wants a giant shark for Christmas, like a real <laughs> shark. And you can't just get a shark. Right. And, uh, Anyway, long story short, so I Google it. I spent a couple hours on this. You can't get a shark, like not even a small one. And you, you tried. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. And so I bought him this giant stuffed animal shark. It's like, you know, if you put your arms out, that's how big it was. The thing was pretty expensive. Well, like four days before Christmas, my sister-in-law sends me a picture of his letter to Santa Claus. And it literally says, dear Santa, all I want for Christmas this year is a giant shark, a real one that I can have. If you can't, fix it. Or if you can't find it, call my uncle Jimmy. He'll help you. <laughs> He's like Santa Claus, all knowing, all powerful guy that delivers presents to every kid in the damn world. If you can't figure this shit out, I got a guy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And talk just to my the, uncle well, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, oh, no pressure. Right. And it's just like the thought that he thinks of me that way, that he can go through his day with the confidence that he's got somebody that has his back on that level. Like that's invaluable to me. Like that people in my life can feel that way. Like, you know what? Like things will never get that bad because I've got Jimmy to help me out. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that really makes the biggest difference. And by the way, so for that shark, I'm like, shit, this stuffed animal is not going to cut it. And so, uh, I ended up making a few phone calls. I, I thought of the most genius I'd I call. I had a buddy that was running the, uh, aquarium here in Utah and they have a giant shark there. And I said, Hey man, I need your help here. Here's what's going on. He goes, let's just do this. He goes, you can adopt the shark. We'll do a ceremony. We'll present him with a certificate. He can name the shark and we'll just tell him we're keeping the shark here, but it's like his. And so we did all this. I brought it to him on Christmas morning. He was just dying. His face was like the most priceless. And to this day, it's been a couple of years. He like still tells people he has a shark that he keeps at the aquarium. And so I actually pulled through and got the damn thing done. But uh, yeah, man, like stuff like that is what truly you know, like lights me up and makes it so fun and so worth it to do all this. 
That's cool. Is that the the Overland Aquarium and Draper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's only right one, there right? off the freeway. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Something you mentioned a minute ago that uh, you just kind of glanced over that I I want to talk about. So you mentioned you've you've played a part in or had a role in helping save over a hundred kids with Operation Underground Railroad. Um, you know, you've done a lot of cool shit. You've you've built a big business. You know, I respect you for a lot of your business. Um, accomplishments and what you've done, but I think I respect you the most for what you've done with Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. And and so to take a minute, you know, what, for anyone who doesn't know what that is or doesn't know how they can help, and then, you know, to talk a little bit about your experience with it too, um, I would love to use this platform right now to, to kind of speak to that. Sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I first heard about it when it was just the brand new charity, which at the time was Operation Underground Railroad. I went to, and I heard a guy by the name of Paul Hutchinson speak about an op they'd just done in Columbia where they'd rescued these kids. And it just spoke to my soul. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a part of this. And I just became invaluable to the group. It took me about six months before they even like would sit down with me and kind of be like, okay, what's, what are you all about? And raised a bunch of money for them, donated a bunch of money to them and eventually got, you know, uh, a chance to go on that first operation. And, um, it was in Cancun, Mexico, the first one I went on and, um, we did the takedown and everything. I was just kind of in the background, like, you know, the guys that were there for the party to, um, to have, you know, bodies there, I guess you could say. Um, and from that point on, I just said, okay, like it's gonna be a part of whatever I do going forward. And so me and my buddies, um, I, I, you know, I really started trying to just create enough value to this group that they wanted me to be there. Um, and we ended up, yeah, I've been on 11 ops now. Um, over wow. the last five years, we haven't done one in a little while. They kind of changed the format. They do it. Um, they do a lot of the aftercare and other side. We're working with police departments and things like that. And so there's a couple other charities I'm working with now as well, besides just Operation Road, like Child Liberation Foundation and a um, couple other groups. But um, essentially, we're just behind this cause, right? Like of helping rescue kids. And they're some of the most vulnerable people. And it was pretty crazy stuff, man. It was like you literally get to be James Bond and you're freaking. I mean, some crazy stuff. I had a couple times where I really thought my life was going to be uh, possibly in danger. And, um, but like, I've honestly like never, that's a lot of what I wrote about in my book is we're so afraid of these things that could hurt us or harm us. Right. And so we play our lives safe and the real danger of life is letting it slip away. Like nobody dies regretting the things they tried. People die and regret the things they never tried, the things that they never did, the, the dreams that died within them. And so my whole book is to help people kind of see this hero's journey. We can all be the hero of our own path. But um, when it comes to like this stuff, I just said to myself, you know what? Like, well, and I'll, I have a tattoo. I just got this. This is my motto that I um, can't really see it there. But anyway, my motto for life. And what happened was after one of these ops, we got back and my girlfriend picked me up at the airport and I was telling her all about it. It was a pretty dangerous one. It was actually to this day, it was the most dangerous one we ever had. And she stops the car and she looks at me and she's like, I don't want you to do this anymore. Like, this is too dangerous. And I was like, well, I know, but this is my life's calling. This is, you know, part of my life's mission now. And she's like, well, I know, but why can't they just go do it? And I said, there is no they, we are the they. And when I said, we are the they, it shot like shivers down my spine. So that's what my tattoo says. It just says, we are the they. And, and you know, what it kind of means is all encompassing, right? Like we don't wait for other people to step up and do something. Like if something's wrong or something needs to be fixed or somebody can help somebody like we are the they we're the ones that step up and do that and so that's just like what i've tried to start this little movement behind is like not waiting for someone else to come save you you know like or to save somebody else like we just step up and if something 
needs to be eradicated. Like we do it because we can, um, not because we have to. I love that. So anyone, I think most people have heard of Operation Underground Railroad, but you, you know, you mentioned there's a couple others. If anyone wants to get behind this cause of, you know, rescuing kids from sex trafficking and child slavery, you know, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, as far as like the ways to help, I mean, again, that all goes through those organizations. Um, but Child Liberation Foundation is one, um, Operation Garden Railroad, the Nazarene Fund. There's a couple different groups, um, just any way you can. I think, you know, more than anything, what they need is just people that are supporting them. And I don't, I always say like, one of the things in life and networking in general, and this is where a lot of people fall short when they're trying to network, is they say, what do you need me to do? Or what can I do? Or whatever else. And you've now just given me a new assignment that I didn't sign up for. Right. Like, take your own skill set. What is your skill set? And figure out how to use that skill set to help, whether it's with child rescuing or whatever it might be, right? Like, and then just go be an asset for those people. If you do video work, go video stuff for them. If you um, are good at raising money, go do that. If you uh, just want to introduce them to other people that can make a difference, do that. Like, you know, the biggest problem that I get is people hear that we've done this and they want to help. And they're like, have such a good heart around, but they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, I'm not the one running this thing. Like I have my limited skill set that I do. So I always tell people like, you get creative with it. Like take that initiative. That's part of helping is you step up and find out what you're asking. You know, better than anybody, what you can do. So step up in whatever way you can and just make a difference. And so I'd encourage people to put a lot more energy and thought into what they can do. Um, and just take those initiatives. Cause I think that's where a real difference gets made is using a strong skill set that somebody already has to make a difference. I love that. So uh, switch gears one more time. If you weren't in real estate right now, what do you think you'd be doing for a living? Oh man. So it's kind of an interesting question, that, especially coming off of last year. So those that follow my journey or know a little bit more about me know that I was a seed round investor in a company called Nikola Motors uh, about five and a half years ago. And this company last year um, at one point was worth over $30 billion. Um, as of today, it's still a $6.5 billion company. But because of my investment, I got in a position last year where I had enough money that was going to be coming in that I was never going to have to worry about working. And, but my money was tied up in the six-month period where I wasn't able to take any of it out. And so long story short, I started thinking a lot about like, man, what am I going to do now? I'm probably not going to go show, show houses with that much money coming in. Right. Um, you know, and I started really thinking about what I do different with my life. It was a really cool thing to be able to experience because honest to God, I couldn't think of anything I was going to do different with my life. Like I was going to buy a different house. That was it though. Like there was one house at my buddy's house. I'm like, dude, I'm going to buy your house because I want to live here. Other than that, like there was not a thing I'd do different. So it was the, to finish the story of it, like the company ended up dropping about 80% of its value. And turns out I do have to keep working, um, you know, with a nice little bonus that came in. But, um, but at the end of the day, I realized I am doing exactly what I want to be doing. Like I'm, I'm living the life. I'm working the way I want to work because my work isn't work. It's freaking fun. It's games. It's joyful. Like I literally help people every day invest in real estate and I watch them make money on it. And I don't ever need a deal to go through. Like I get to truly have my interest be um, the best interest of my clients um, is aligned in every single aspect. And so it's really kind of a fun thing to think about. If I wasn't doing real estate, I'd probably just be doing, going bigger on the other stuff I do, you know, between the podcast, um, content creation, just putting out positive things and trying to help make a difference for people. But I'm doing that anyway. So it's hard for me to say that I'd, you know, fully do that uh, a different way. But man, it's, it's fun. I did add a couple of things I'm doing this year. Like, um, I'm starting a TV show. This girl that I'm really close friends with, she's getting into real estate as a brand new agent. 
And we're going to start this YouTube series that follows her journey as a real estate agent and me kind of mentoring her. And I'm stoked about that because it's my way to finally like show all the things I've learned and kind of help mentor. It'll be entertaining and, and educational and fun and uh, emotional and everything else. But I'll be able to, through helping her, which is something I'm passionate about doing already, I'll be able to educate a lot of other people and help a lot of other people see this journey of this new agent. And hopefully it'll be as good in my in person as it is in my head. But I think it'll be a fun little addition to what I'm doing this year. Um, and then other than that, I'm just you know, a lot of investing stuff, a lot of helping investors buy real estate, which is what I'm already passionate about. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So we get, first off, your show sounds amazing, that YouTube show. And a lot of our listeners are brand new or they're stuck or they're struggling or, you know, trying to, trying to break through something. And a lot of them are just getting into the industry. So do you have a name for the show yet? No, still working on it. I'll, still um, concept. yeah, just okay. people want to follow my YouTube channel is just Jimmy Rex. Um, We'll probably be releasing the first one about a month because she's getting her license this week. She takes the test. We've just literally started filming today as she's prepping for the test. Um, and it'll nice. be pretty fun to watch. But I mean, we're going to make it very, uh, very entertaining, but also very educational. And so, um, yeah, I think it'll help a lot of agents that get to see. Because one of my biggest regrets I always had in real estate was when I got in, I worked so hard for so many years. And But like after about year four or five, I made a shift into how I was working. And people don't see what I did to get to that point. And so I really want people to be able to really in, like catch what it truly takes to be great at a real estate agent, like how I was able to become that number one agent, like my second, third year in the business in the whole state. And so, you know, through the show, I think we'll be able to capture some of that and better help people prepare how to be a great agent. I'll watch it. That sounds awesome. Heck yeah. So what, before we go to the rapid fire questions, what's some advice you'd have for someone who is brand new or just starting out, or they've been in the business for 20 years and they're just like reinventing themselves or, or whatever. Like what are some of those key things that, that you think they should focus on moving forward? Yeah. Number one is, is, are you putting in the hours? Are you truly putting in the hours? Like to be great at real estate, you've got to put in until you've made it, you've got to put in those 10 hours a day because there's so much to learn between knowing the market, knowing real estate in general, and then finding deals, putting the time in to find clients. You just need 10 hours a day. So A, my first question would be, are, are you truly putting in the hours? Um, and then the second thing that I would say is uh, you've got to learn to use the social media stuff, man. Like I literally got 82 leads off one freaking post. I'll sell 40 or 50 homes off that one post. Uh, I did a post I don't know, about a year ago with these new homes that were being built. And I said, you guys, you're going to want to jump on this. I promise get in on this. And, um, I sold 16 homes in one day, all using my Instagram. And one of my clients actually just put his house under contract Saturday. I'll read you this text. It's the, the he bought it for three sixteen or three twelve. I think, I think three twelve, And he says, in escrow at 371,000, no loan or appraisal contingencies, 86% cash on cash return in 14 months. I only put 10% down when I bought. Wow. Unreal return. And thanks to you, man. Like that's the kind of stuff, like, obviously I'm going to post that on my Instagram story today and show people like, yo, this is what happens when, remember those posts I put up back in the day? Well, here's what's come of that 14 months later. Um, and just kind of helps show people when I show that today on my Instagram, I promise you I'll get 30 more leads of people. I'll say, who wants to do the next one? Let's sit down. Let's have a strategy session and boom, it'll flood again. Yes. 
now I know there's those listening that they're they're not going to quite hear you right, and they're only going to post those things. They're just going to start only posting those things. Just and follow me and see how I do it. Like that's the exactly. easiest thing I can tell you. You barely know I'm a realtor until I post stuff like that, right? So yeah. here's the: if you're looking for a rule of thumb or something that like you could go off of, here's a good way to look at it. Okay, if you were to get a room full of people that all know you, a room full of your friends, and walk into that room. What's something you would share with that room that would make it interesting to talk to you? That's what social media is. So nine out of 10 of my posts are just like, yo, if I walked in that room, like you guys check out this ski outfit I just put on. I look like the guy from Dumb and Dumber. We're all doing an 80 ski party in Park City this weekend. Like that's funny. People want to see that, right? Um, a video of me uh, with, you know, the hundred dollar dinner club thing I was doing where we gave this waitress a $3,200 tip. Like people want to see stuff like that. Then I can walk in and go, dude, check this out. Remember that house I was telling you about in St. George last year? One of my clients just sold it. Guy made an 86% cash on cash return in 14 months. Insane. Like the dude literally just made 55,000 bucks on it. You know what I mean? And so by posting stuff that way, you become interesting to follow as opposed to people. Like if I walked into a room for this, is what most agents do, they'll post like a listing, right? If I walked into that same room with my friends and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys I have a house in West Valley. It's $375,000. It's 2,800 square feet. They'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? We're trying to have a party. Get out of here, you know? And so that's what I tell people to kind of focus on is think about it as social media is a room full of your friends. And if you wouldn't share that to a room full of your friends, don't share it on social media. That's gold. And you have a you have a book or a course or both on social media for agents? Yeah, if you go to my website, which is mrjimmyrex.com, um, there's a thing on there that says products, I think, or training or something like that, coaching. And there's a couple of things I sell on there. Yeah. I mean, it's just to help agents with, it's much, much, it's like hours and hours of what basically we've been talking about. I break it down a lot more, but there's a, a course called the social realtor. That's all about social media. There's another one called 60 day challenge, which every day, basically I give a new agent something to do for 60 days straight to help them get to their business to a really good place. Um, and then I just have other courses that teach other parts of the business, like networking, throwing parties, um, different stuff like that. So it's all on there. I don't push it that hard. If anybody um, wants, I have a, a website I set up. I made 250 daily motivational videos. So you get one a day, Monday through Friday for an entire year and they're free. I just do it because it's something I love doing is pushing out content like this to help people's day a little bit, be a little bit better, but it's called jimmydaily.com. And all you do is sign up on that. I never spam it. I've literally never done one thing except send the email every morning that has the video. It's a quick two to five minute video, just something positive to get your day going for that day. So that's something that I recommend to people. If they're looking for something with all the negativity around us, go to jimmydaily.com and sign up for that. Love it, man. But before we wrap it up, I have some rapid fire questions for you. So we'll blow through these. You don't need to elaborate unless you want to pick either or, and then I have a couple open-ended questions at the end, and then uh, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, let's start with Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Instagram. Instagram or LinkedIn? Uh, Instagram times 100. Yeah. <laughs> Books or podcasts? Both. Podcasts or audiobooks? Both. Oh, you don't have a favorite? Honestly, if you're not... Podcasts are great, but it depends on the podcast. Same with book or audio book. Yeah. Like if you're not 
if you're not listening to the right stuff, it's not going to be helpful. Like if you're listening to, you know, the murder podcast all day long, like it's not going to help you like, cool. Right. Like it's entertaining, but you might as well, you know, like whatever, or if you're just listening to like sports and stuff. So I always tell people like audiobooks are super powerful. I highly recommend reading at least two physical books per month. There's just something different that happens when you sit down and read a book. Absolutely. But, I mean, books, audiobooks, podcasts, they're all great. Uh, I would just, you know, be careful not to do it for entertainment as much as you are to learn and grow. Yeah, I can't agree. I've switched back between Audible and podcasts, um, but I know what I'm trying to do. I know what I'm trying to learn. I know, you know, and sometimes the podcast is is what I need. Sometimes the book, whatever. For but sure. You're, you're right. There's something about a physical book and it, it uh, 75 hard got me reading again because I was just like, oh, I'll just do Audible. It's the same thing. It's not there's something about the focus that that it takes to well, read it's just it the way that your brain takes it in is completely different if you're reading it yeah. versus listening to it and so you're going to retain a lot more and you know in an audio i don't have time to stop and let my brain kind of catch up to that thought or that thing whereas in audio it just goes to the next thing so you get a lot of content quickly here's kind of my rule if right. it's a book that's like more um strategy or more like about how to change something in my life i'm going to try to read it if it's a um, biography, I'll probably listen to it because it's, I get a better chance of just taking in the story of it all. Um, and so that's kind of the way I decide if I'm going to read versus listen. I like that. I and if you like, if you're looking for a new podcast, I mean, I, I'm partial, but my podcast is pretty kick-ass, um, the Jimmy Rex show. And I just interview exceptional people living extraordinary lives. And so every episode, somebody different. I've had Grant Cardone and Robin Sharma, Dean Graziosi, but I've also had people you'd never know who they are until you listen to the podcast, but just some of the most amazing humans on earth that have just done some incredible things. So you have a great podcast, man. I, I really enjoy it because you're right. People I've never heard of, but I end up learning something or, you know, could get some perspective I didn't have before. Like it, it's, it's a good show. Absolutely. Thank you, man. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Alexa or Google Home? Neither. I don't need people eavesdropping <laughs> on my conversations. Right. Any more than they are with freaking iPhones. Yeah. I've, I definitely don't have either. <laughs> Burgers or pizza? Burgers. New York or LA? <laughs> Neither <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, sadly. <laughs> um, I love both those cities. Actually, I've, I fell in love with both those cities at different times in my life. It's pretty sad what's happened, to be honest. So I say that jokingly, but it's, it makes me sad. I've, I love both those cities. I hope that they figure their shit out. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. NFL or NBA? NFL. I don't need people placating to China. Sorry. Yeah. The NBA is a mess. Uh, and their ratings, obviously, uh, you're not the yeah, only one. I mean, one I'm a jazz fan. I got buddies on the team. I've had three guys on the podcast. Like I really care about the jazz, but I just, it's ingenuous. You know, I, I, these ideas that like, like China can tell them what to say and what not to like anytime somebody's trying to take away my freedom of speech. Um, I'm going to fight pretty hard against that. That's the most American of all things we have. And the NBA did that, unfortunately, with the Daryl Morey issue. And I just had a big problem with that. It had nothing to do with the all the other stuff on top of it. I just thought the whole idea that we can't criticize, um, you know, the China's literally has tr concentration camps and you can't talk about it or else you're going to lose business. So the NBA says, yeah, yeah, we won't talk about it. Like, come on, man, grow a pair. We're America. Yeah. Did you ever hear the Mark Cuban interview on Megyn Kelly's yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. It exactly sums it up, man. It's a joke. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, baseball or football? Baseball and football, but I'm a I'm a baseball guy. I'm just diehard baseball. I love it. So, uh, but I'd rather watch football minus the playoffs. How's that? Fair enough. Yeah. Mountains or beach? Oh man, mountains. I'm a mountains guy. Like, there's something about being up in nature, but both again. Podcasts or vlogs? 
uh, podcasts, um, vlogs are more entertaining, but I think you get less out of it. If I'm being honest, that's my opinion, but I don't know, maybe not. I'm about to start a vlog. So maybe I should just figure that out. And <laughs> they're very different. Yeah, they are. I, I, I personally, I prefer podcasts at this point in my life. YouTube or Facebook live. Both are tools for sure. Um, it's important that a tool is something that enhances your life when you want to use it. Right. So be careful with that. So the problem with social media is that they come into your life a lot of times when you're not using them as a tool. And so I think as long as you are, here's what I always say, you're either consuming or you're creating, just make sure you're on the creation side more than you're on the consuming side. Can't agree more. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? I got to say Grant because he came on my podcast. I actually like Grant, but I like Gary um, a lot. I, Grant uh, is more pushing his stuff. Um, I think you can learn a lot from both of them. But I mean, Gary is just so creative. That guy's been on the forefront of so many movements. Uh, but I think you can do good by listening to both. Oh, absolutely. I think 10X is one of the best books I've read, even yeah, though if you're I don't like his for personality. If you're looking for a kick in the ass, um, 10X is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Audio book. Let Grant read it to you. It's really powerful. Yes. What's the most impactful book you've ever read? Um, probably Think and Grow Rich. Um, you know, there's just, it's so timeless, but there's so much in that um, that just, there's a mindset of people that, uh, again, we live in a world now where people are trying to tell you that um, you need the government to help you or you need other people to save you. And what I love about Think and Grow Rich or any mindset book, you know, and, um, Earl Nightingale's audiobooks early on in my career when I was listening to those in my car, like just change your life forever. Um, but all the, you know, any book that's helping you take control of your own life and understand that you are the creator, you're the designer of your life, like that's so powerful. And anybody that's telling you otherwise, you know, you want to run from. But any of those books, The Strangest Secret, um, that's the Earl Nightingale one, um, Jim Rohn, those were early on in my life. Tony Robbins, you know, Unleash the Power Within, Ultimate Edge, some of those things that really got my mind to be trained a certain way. And it's created all the abundance that I have in my life in every aspect. So, well, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your wisdom. You've built a hell of a career and a hell of a life. And, uh, and it's cool to watch. You're somebody that I respect for sure. Where can anyone, uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow you and, and, you know, see more of what you're up to? Yeah. If you just want to follow me and see kind of what I got going, I post everything through my Instagram. Like anytime I have a new podcast or a new video that I'm sharing on YouTube or any of those things, I post it all through my Instagram stories. So the best place to follow me is on Instagram, which is Mr. Jimmy Rex and uh, stay tuned. I'm going to have a lot of fun stuff coming out this year that um, just little side hustles and fun things that I'm doing, but Mr. Jimmy Rex on Instagram is the best. And if you ever have a real question that I can answer, like as long as you ask, like if it's a real question. I always respond to people on Instagram. Um, so reach out anytime and happy to get back to you. Cool. And we'll link those up. We'll, we'll link your website and your social media up in the show notes of this podcast. So wherever you're listening, just click to the show notes and go. It's, it's the easy button. Just, you know, you don't type shit in, just click a button. Jimmy, I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Um, I've learned some cool new stuff today and I just appreciate your time. Thanks, Dustin. Keep doing good things, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, make sure you go follow Jimmy and and just see what he's up to. He's he's somebody that's leading by example. He's doing it right. Like he mentioned, you know, the, the reason that those posts work so well, that he's able to get so many leads and sell so many homes from just posting once, is he has people following him first. He has people that are actually following him and, you know, they like him. Uh, he's entertaining. He's educational. You know, there's some personal connection there first. 
And then when he puts out those posts, they hit so hard and they work so well. You can't, you've got to build a rapport with people first. So make sure that you're doing that. See how he does it. He rarely talks about business, but it's mostly just, uh, you know, what he's up to in life and everything we mentioned, all of his social media, uh, his book called you end up where you're heading. Um, it's available on Amazon on Amazon. We're going to have the links to all this stuff in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, just click over to the episode notes. Uh, final reminder, guys get a thousand dollars off the lifetime membership, the one-time payment, never pay a monthly payment for the massive agent society membership. Uh, use the discount code help 2021 at massiveagentsociety.com. And then if you guys are, you know, you guys who are society members, or maybe you already know what you're doing with, with Facebook ads and you're like, you know, I've got it. You, you know, that there's still a considerable amount of time that it takes to set up ads. Okay. Even though we give you the blueprint, you still have to go through the process of setting up the ads. Well, it's now possible to automate the ads. Okay, you can actually automate the setup. You can automate the ongoing management and tracking and adjusting custom audiences if you're retargeting. You can automate all that shit. Okay, it's, there's a tool out there called Whitley and it, it's basically the easy button. You just need to know which ads to run, which is what the society will, will teach you and give you. Um, but if you already know what ads that you're going to run and what you want to accomplish, Whitley automates the setup process. It saves hours and hours and you know they actually prevent or uh, like this isn't something they're like, this prevents you from uh, from getting your Facebook ads account denied or blocked or uh, restricted. That just happens randomly. It ha- it's happened to me within the last month where they just shut down my account out of the blue. So I had to appeal it and they, re- they reversed it. But uh, uh, supposedly Whitley's users have not had that happen yet. So there's something about using Whitley that that's helping to prevent that in addition to um, automating the ad setup process. So if you guys are looking for the right ads, if you check out the Massive Agent Society, okay? If you guys know which ads you want to run, you just want to save a bunch of time and automate the setup process, go check out massiveagentpodcast.com slash Whitley, get a 14-day free trial, okay? Just go check it out, go try it and see how it works. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash Whitley, I personally use Whitley. I think it's a great tool. It saves a lot of time. And lastly, something that I've been speaking about so, so, so much this early part of 2021 is what agents should be posting on social media. Guys, it's uh, it, it really is simple, not necessarily easy, but it's so simple. You need to be posting things that engages people, that keeps them coming back to see more and hear more, all right? And then if you do that, you'll be able to sell homes to them because they'll actually remember you. They'll actually remember you and what you do when the time comes, when the timing is right in their life to hire an agent or to refer an agent to someone that they know. So the key is to be posting regularly on social media. And if you're looking for the easy button for that, check out massiveagentdaily.com, massiveagentdaily.com. We built an app through the social coach platform that uh, every single morning, gives you a notification and says, Hey, post this today. And here's why it's it, so it, there's part coaching, there's part training involved, but it just makes it so easy. So every morning, wait for the notification. Oh, I'm going to post this today. Cool. Oh, I need to record this quick 30 second video today, or, Oh, I'm going to post this photo today. And, and it will, I guarantee you, if you do it consistently and do it the way we teach you to do it using the app, 
you're going to start getting deals from social media. And if you already are, you're going to get a hell of a lot more of them. So go check that out, massiveagentdaily.com. Uh, you can get started with that. Uh, I think that's pretty damn cool and uh, pretty excited about that one. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the interview with Jimmy today. If you did, shoot him a DM and just say, hey, I heard you on the Massive Agent Podcast. Good stuff. You know, let him know uh, that you heard him here and, uh, you know, that'd be cool. Appreciate it, guys. Keep your heads on straight. There's a lot of distractions right now. There's a lot of things that could stress you out. There's a lot of things that could distract you. And, you know, if they are, you're only human. You know, they're distracting me to a certain extent. But be conscious of that. Okay, take control of your emotions. Take control of your mind and get to work while everyone else is distracted. Okay, in all, when there's bad things happening, there's always opportunities. And right now, all that we can personally control is are we doing the best that we can? Are we furthering our business? Are we growing? Are we taking care of our health? Are we exercising and eating well? Are we taking care of our families? Are we growing our business? That's the stuff we can control. And there's a great, great, great opportunity right now to do those things if you just keep your head on straight. So please, please do that. Appreciate you all. Take care. See you next week.